Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday. Monday, Monday, March 13th, 2023. How are you? How is your March going? You know, it's unlucky March 13th. Doesn't have to be a Friday. Why did that always happen? Friday the 13th. Oh, wait a minute. Was that because Jesus? Did Jesus get whacked on a Friday? He did, didn't he? And then three days later, he came back. No, it would have been a Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, you got to do it on the weekend when people are around to see the rock roll back, right? You can't do it on a Monday. Everybody's at fucking work. Although they had slaves back then, so they probably never gave him a fucking day off. So probably Monday didn't make any much of a difference. Did they go to church on Sunday before Jesus? What was going on? Didn't that was back when they like fucking had the tree God and the fucking grass God, the sky God, the God of the rains, you know, when God was more diversified, you know? And then all those pedophiles all got together and they were like, no, 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 there's only one God. And we talked to him. And everybody was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that shit. And they go, all right, well, then we're going to fucking torture you to death. You know, because we're super religious and we're trying to say, this is all old shit. Everybody's gone through this, Bill. Shut the fuck. Okay, sorry. I don't know what. Why is Friday the 13th unlucky? I'm going to say it was Jesus. You know? You know what a bunch of great days, it seems, is Buddha. There's really nothing like, you know, he didn't have to fucking, there's always something. There's a drought, you know, there's always, there was always something. They always kind of went through something. And Buddha's just, Buddha's, you know, he's a, he's a gamer sitting on the couch <laughs> with his big belly eating some fucking Fritos or whatever. Old school Fritos back when it was real Fritos, not this synthetic Frito shit. All right, hang on a second. Why is Friday, what are your guess? Put in your, you got your Friday the 13th brackets ready? Friday the 13th, unlucky. Here we go. And the first answer. Oh, my God. CNN, this is going to be like a 20 fucking page. You know, there's a Friday every week. Fucking 10 minutes later. Can you just answer the fucking question? Here we go. Why is Friday the 13th unlucky, you typed? According to biblical traditions, 13 guests attended the Last Supper held on Maundy Maundy Thursday. Maundy Thursday. Yeah, what the fuck? M-A-U-N-D-Y. Including Jesus and his 12 apostles, one of whom betrayed Judas, betrayed him. See, the math doesn't work out on that. So if one guy was a cunt and the other 11 looked the other way, how do you include Jesus on that? The next day, of course, was Good Friday. Oh, he did die on a Thursday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion. On the third day, he rose again. So he came back on a Monday. That's a pretty good work ethic. Took the weekend off. (laughs) Yeah, listen. Yeah, you got to go back down there. Um. What is Mondi? See, this is like what happens. You know, I was talking to Joe Bartnick this weekend, and we were both laughing about the word meta. And for the life of me, I just can't fucking remember what it means. And then when somebody explains it to me, I still don't get it. 
It's like, what is meta? It means, oh, it's commenting on itself. And it's like, okay, what, is, what does that mean? All right, Mondi. Can somebody just, in, in layman's terms, meaning dumb person terms, can you explain to me what that means? Because that's, oh, yeah, did you see it? Oh, it's so meta. Um, it's aware of itself. Okay, we're getting closer. Okay, the ceremonial washing of the feet of poor persons in the commemoration of Jesus, washing of his disciples' feet. Wait, this is, I'm Christian. I don't know this. Do we wash poor people's feet? Not where I live. They're like, when you get this fucking tent city out of here, what, they can take their tents and their dirty feet and take a fucking hike. That's, that's how it happens out here in Los Angeles, right? They need to do something about the homeless. What, when people say that, they mean, <laughs> not help them. They mean, get the fuck out of here. All right, held on Maundy Thursday. Okay, 13 guests attended the Last Supper held on Maundy Thursday. So they were out washing poor people's feet. God, how dirty were feet back then? Jesus was in the year 32. Like, those must have been some, you know, and you didn't have any, there was no brushes. Oh, boy. Did they have soap back then? Including, this is how you just lose a half a fucking day on the internet. Including Jesus and his 12 apostles, one of whom was Judas. Judas betrayed him. All right, wait a second. This is the last one I'm going to ask because I'm just going to get on with my fucking life here. All right. By the way, I'm up to Pimsler level five of my French and I'm getting my ass kicked in the past and future tenses. Somewhere along the line, I missed something and I'm just really getting killed. So I got to like stop and figure out what's going on. I think I need to get a tutor again. All right. When was soap invented? 2800 BC. All right. Okay, there we go. All right. Evidence has been found. Oh, my God. Can you imagine somebody digging around in the dirt and just being able to know that? Look at this. What is this? I don't, I don't know. A stone? No, no. I think this is, I think this is prehistoric soap. How the fuck would you know that? And then you can kind of predict the year. I don't know. See, this is why when there's people that level smart out there, it's, it's which has really makes most of the internet confusing to me. But that's part of being dumb. Part of being dumb is you think you fucking know shit. Like I went to I went to twelve fucking years of grade school, you know, had a little bit of college, or maybe even had college, just walking around, I just fucking know shit, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, that's one of my favorite things I heard growing up, this guy doesn't know what the fuck, what did he say, ah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, how come he doesn't know what he's talking about, he's in that field, because he said, he gave me an answer I didn't want to hear, hence he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's really amazing. Um, all right. Um, 
All right, strongest since 2015. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. I've been going back to the gym. I'm back. Um, I am the strongest I have been since 2015 when I first fucked up my shoulders. I am ecstatic. I am gradually working my way through being able to climb up a rope again like I used to do back in the day, getting some grip strength, pull-ups, all of that shit. I've lost most of my COVID weight. The other night I did a show and I busted out some shirt I haven't worn like three, four years. I know what you're thinking. Hey, Bill, wasn't it a little out of style? I've always been out of style, you know? You know what's funny? It was a, well, one of those Western-style shirts that had like snaps on it, which uh, I was in shape to wear that shirt standing up. But when I sat down, you know, when you wear a shirt with snaps on, it like if you're fat or too fat for the shirt, it like bunches up. And then, you know, your your mistakes kind of poke through. <laughs> Sitting there after my show, hanging out with some people, thinking, you know, all right, that was a good show. These people had a good time, whatever. And then I just looked down and I just saw, you know, a box of Girl Scout cookies fucking poking out of my shirt. I was just like, yeah, God, I'm a fucking loser. But um, I've been really doing really well. Like uh, I am... Somebody finally explained what sugar does to your body. And I have that in my head every time I think of doing something stupid. Like I went out with my lovely wife today um, doing what I wanted to do during this break, going out to dinner with her, seeing movies or whatnot. And um, went to this great restaurant. And in the end, she wanted to order. She goes, ah. He goes, you want to split a dessert? And I was like, no, I'm, 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 off, I'm off the sugar. It spikes your glucose. And when your glucose is spiked, it stops, it stops burning fat. And then you just sort of retain it, something like that. The guy said something like that. I just, don't, I just know I don't want to spike my glucose. If I did that, I would be meta. <laughs> then somebody would have to wash my feet on fucking wash your dirty feet Thursdays. Um. That'd be a good thing for guys to do. Like every Thursday, fucking take a bath and scrub your fucking toenails. You know what I mean? Women go. Women go to the uh, the foot place, right? They're allowed to do that. You can't do that as a guy. At least as a white guy. It's really looked down on pun. I will tell you, black guys do it though. At least the black guys I was hanging out with a long time ago when I did the Rich Bitch Tour with the late, great Charlie Murphy, Donnell Rawlings, uh... Rich Murphy was on it. I remember one day they were all going to the spa to get fucking their nails done. I swear to God. And I was laughing and they're going, no, man, you should come, man. Fucking dirty ass white boy walking around. I'm like, what's wrong with my nails? They're clean. Like, no, you got to get like a manicure. So, you know, I was a fan of the Pope of Greenwich Village. And I remember when Mickey Rourke was sitting in the barbershop. What killed me was he looked so clean, but he was smoking a cigarette. So, you know, instantly he smelt like a fucking ashtray. But he had this great suit on. He had fucking great lead in a movie actor hair. And then there, he was getting a haircut or something like that, the shave and everything, and someone was doing his nails because he was going to go down and talk to Bedbug, Bedbug Eddie. So I'm like, all right. I like the Pope of Greenwich Village. All right, I'll go down and I'll do this stuff. It was fucking hilarious. I sat across from these guys as they had their hands like soaking in the thing. I was fucking, I was probably the most immature I've ever been. I was just laughing my ass off the entire time. And then I got, the only time I've ever gotten a manicure and I couldn't wait to scrape that shit off my fingers. 
Like when we did the show that night, I was waiting for someone in the crowd to yell, you got your nails done? <laughs> Just start getting heckled. It was really outside my wheelhouse. Um, I don't even know how I even started talking about this. Oh, yeah, every Thursday. You know, that's a big thing, though. I'll tell you younger fellas out there, you younger guys, you know, you hook up with some broad. You don't want to have like dirty toenails. You know, if you got clean feet, that's a, that's a good goddamn move, man. You don't want to show over there, show up there like, you know, like Jesus needs to come back from the dead again on, on a fucking Thursday and wash your goddamn feet. All right, why don't you guys do that? How about every Thursday? You know, you look down, especially if you wear black socks. If you wear black socks, like if at least your big toes are going to be a mess after three, four days. Um, this is what this podcast has come to. I'm just giving grooming tips at this point. Um, football season's over. My kids dominate the television, and I just keep taping shit. The Bruins are having the, their best regular season ever. And I know they lost today 5-3. to three. I know they were down 2 nothing the other night against... I think they had a home-and-home home against the Red Wings. They came back and won maybe 3-2. to two. I don't know what. Talk to Bartnick about that. So I, I kind of know what's going on, but I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Um, so now I've just started. I'm going to, like, tape the games because at night they're always, you know, my kids are always, like, you know, I don't know. You know, what I've done is I started, I started shutting them off. Like, but I don't want to put sports on because they were starting to resent sports and they were saying that they were boring because they're young. You know what I mean? They don't understand like what's going on yet. So I don't want to turn them off to sports because then, you know, I'm going to have to get the t- a TV out in the garage and just be that dad that, you know, in 10 years when they're doing whatever the fuck they're doing, it's like, oh, dad's watching sports. Go out to the garage, dad. No one cares about your sports, right? So, um, but lately I've sort of been shutting off their shows and I'll put on like ESPN, try to tape a few, few things, you know, I got the hiccups. Um, is that meta? Uh, me commenting on the hiccups. Um, no, I taped this thing, uh, an unholy rivalry or something. It was about the, uh, the Yankees and Dodgers back to back world series in 77, 78, they should have added 81 when Fernando came in and put him over the top. Um, but I just love that. Uh, I, I That's when I, I, I think that's like the first World Series that I watched the entire thing. I vaguely remember the 75 series and my dad and my grandfather when he was still alive cheering. I vaguely remember that. But um, the World Series, I really want to see. If anybody knows where there's like highlights or anything, you can send it to me. I would love it. Is the um, the 1976 World Series when the Big Red Machine, after beating the Red Sox in a seven-game thriller, came back the next year and uh, beat the New York Yankees four games to none, just swept them. Um, they did not have Reggie. Reggie, a lot of people forget, I believe was on the Baltimore Orioles that year because um, that guy in the A's didn't want to pay anybody. So he the, he, he must have played at least a year there because there is a baseball card of him playing on the Orioles, um, which was just before my time. And then, of course, they came back and won. By the way, when I saw Serpico 
last week. There's two incredible stadiums. One at, at New York City College um, up in Harlem. And right after they shot the movie, they uh, they leveled it and put a building up. A really cool-looking old stadium. I thought for half a second they were at, um, what is that Ivy League school? God knows I don't know those. It's Cornell, is that it? You know, it begins with a C. Um, Columbia. Columbia, right? I think it's Columbia. I thought that's where they were, but they were actually at New York City College or something like that. And then there's another great, great, unbelievable shot of the original Yankee Stadium right before they redid that one and turned it into the one, you know, it became the house of Reggie Jackson. Um, Whenever I think of the the remodeled original Yankee Stadium, I just remember those Dodger-Yankee World Series games and that white ball just disappearing into the black sky after Reggie hit it, and then it just landing in the center field seats. And my favorite thing now to listen to is how Howard Cosell totally steps on Keith Jackson's call. He must have wanted to fucking kill him. Keith Jackson's like, oh, Reggie Jackson, there's a deep fly ball out to center field. And as he's doing that, Howard Cosell's going, that's gone. That ball is gone. It is gone. Reggie Jackson, his third home run, an unprecedented fan. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just fucking jumped all over that call on purpose, a total cunt fucking move, and I would love to hear a recording of Keith Jackson calling his agent after that game. Hold on, If you put me with that two-paid cocksucker one more time, I'm going to throw him down out of the fucking upper deck. Um... Literally jumps all over that fucking call. Um, so anyway, um, oh, I just got an email that has some new stand updates, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you sound like Jamie Masada. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Burr, Billy Burr, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he does that every time he calls me. The fuck is, where the hell is my damn email? All right. Oh, there it is. Oh, I got some new dates. I got some new dates for you guys. Old Billy's going back on tour. Um, Show information, Saturday, June 24th, 2023. Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential Center, 8 p.m. Sunday, August 13th, 2023. Holy shit. Oh, Canada. Halifax, Nova Scotia at the Halifax Citadel Garrison Grounds at 8 p.m. Um, the pre-sale, I think, for both of those is going to be Wednesday, March 15th at 10 a.m. local time. I don't know what that means. I would say, I, I would always guess 10 a.m. East Coast. The artist code is Burr, B-U-R-R. The general sale is on Friday, March 17th. At 10 a.m. local time. March 17th. This Friday, everybody. And everybody puts on their fucking plastic hats, right? And they start singing the green alligator and the long neck goose. Fucking amateur night. Once again, um, St. Patrick's Day is the Valentine's Day of boozing. (laughs) Is a completely... 
made up holiday. I know they're they're acting like they're showing respect to Irish people, but they're not with those stupid plastic hats. I know I say this every year. Um, you know, if you're going to go out drinking, what you want to do, go out on the 18th. That's when you want to go. Well, I would actually wait for the puke smell to be mopped up. Maybe go out on the 19th. Or maybe that Monday night because it, it falls on Friday this year. So there's all, that's, that is going to be... Um, I don't even know if there's really shit. I don't even know what these kids do nowadays. I don't think they... I don't think that they're drinking the way we used to drink, which is a good thing because booze was the only thing legal. And now there's just so much fucking legal shit. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And I have to be honest with you, like when you could just fucking sit down and take two puffs off some fucking joint that is going to send you into the stratosphere, why would you waste all the energy trying to down a six-pack or whatever your fucking choice is? Um, I don't know. Speaking of that, speaking of being social, old Freckles went to uh, the SoFi Stadium on Friday night and I saw Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel, and I could not have had a better time watching those two absolute legends crush it, absolutely crush it for uh, I don't know how many hours. Stevie Nicks comes out, and we're thinking like, all right, if she's open. Wow, she's open. She's just going to do like 45 minutes. This is going to be wall-to-wall hits. She came out and sort of was like co-headlining. Like she came out and did well over an hour, still played nothing but hits. And I was thinking like, you know something? She's going to do Stop Dragging My Heart Around and she's going to do this tribute to, um, you know, to Tom Petty and all that. That's going to be like a real tearjerker and all that type of stuff. Instead, they start playing it. And as they're playing it, Billy Joel just comes walking out and sings Tom Petty's part. Everybody goes nuts. They killed it. They sounded great together. And later on in her set, um, she picked a different song, which I thought was really cool that she did it then because if she was showing a bunch of pictures of her and Tom Petty while Billy Joel was on stage, that would have gotten away. It was like a really like whoever decided to do it that way was really smart. And she had all these killer pictures later on in her set of her and Tom Petty, oh, the heartbreak is Stan Lynch when he was in the band. Oh, my God. I mean, those guys were just fucking top shelf, right? And then um, and then later on, you know, I don't, I don't want to ruin the show. Now I'm thinking I'm ruining the show. If you go, she did another tribute to her, uh, was it Christy McVeigh? I'm not the biggest Fleetwood Mac fan, but, like, those pictures were enough to make you tear up. You could tell they were sisters and best friends. It was just fucking awesome. And then Billy Joel comes out. And I don't know, does two, two and a half hours of nothing but hits. Just absolutely destroyed it. And I guess another thing, too, about Billy Joel is the guy is fucking hilarious. He's so relaxed. He's 74 years old. He plays like three number one hits, and then he just kind of looks around at SoFi because I'm assuming he's never been there. And he just kind of looks around. It's like, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people, like fucking 70,000 people are sitting there screaming. He just kind of looks around. He's like, this is a big place. (laughs) He said it like he was sitting in the stands. Not like we were all looking at him. I'm not going to tell you any of his jokes. Um, He was amazing. 
And then later on, you know, Stevie Nicks came back. I was funny. I was sitting there thinking in the crowd, trying to be the smart guy, like I'm in business in showbiz too, the business of show. I'm thinking like when he was like into his 10th song, I was like, I bet Stevie Nicks is home right now taking a bath. You know, the most underrated slot in show business opening. Everybody wants the headline. If you open, you get in there, you know, the crowd's cool. Get in, get the fuck out. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I was thinking that when I saw the Motley Crue Def Leppard thing with uh, Poison. I was thinking that like Joan Jett is already back at the hotel, you know, ordered a little room service, got the bubble bath going. And these guys are still waiting to fuck. Like she's done. She could actually go out if she wanted to. It's fucking fantastic. But she she hung around. She came out. She sang a song with him. The place fucking went nuts. And um, I may or may not have been on mushrooms. Not a lot. But I, I kind of picked the perfect amount. And uh, I was in a real fun section. You know, a lot of Malibu moms. A lot of Malibu people I felt were around me. You know, it's a lot of guys with po- older guys with ponytails and shit. Uh, I went with Josh Adam Myers, dude, and we just had a fucking, we had a great time. Billy's band was killer. Um, Stevie's band was killer. It was just like, and they were both like such pros. Like both of them took the time not only to thank everybody for coming out, they acknowledged because it was raining cats and dogs, you know. Um. And they're like, you know, thanks for coming out in the rain and sitting through all the traffic and all. Just that old school showbiz shit like like they were raised right. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, um, I highly recommend. I'm so psyched that I saw him, Billy and Stevie, because it's like they're still like, I'm telling you, man, They both of them singing their fucking asses off. 100% worth the time, the money, the traffic, and all of that shit. We had such a fucking great time. You know, met these moms from Utah. <laughs> it was like that crowd. Like, moms bringing their kids and shit. It was just fucking fun. A lot of old white dudes playing air piano, which I'd never seen in my life. There was this guy in front of us that, like, I don't know. He was, like, older than me. He snuck booze in. He had a fucking fat joint. He kept turning around, pointing at people, having a great time. And, uh, oh, there was this one guy, man. He looked like, he looked like he was, like, I don't know how fucking old he was. Just white hair, and he still had it in a ponytail. And he was smoking the fattest fucking joint. And it was just filling up the whole section. And the security guard was yelling, hey, 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 you buddy. Put the joint out. You can't smoke a joint. And all this shit. We're just looking at the guy being like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, the guy's like, <laughs> he looks like he fought in Korea, man. He's still got the ponytail. He's keeping it. He can't listen. And they literally walk. Security goes in there and people were going like, come on, man. You're not going to kick him out, are you? And then the security guy goes, no, no, no. I just got to talk to him. He can't smoke in here. It's no smoking. I was like, all right. All right. This guy was probably at Woodstock. He's he's not grandfathered in to smoke a fucking joint. Um, you know what was weird though? Like I didn't see him after fucking Stevie Nicks. I was kind of concerned. I'm like, wait, did they throw that guy out? Did they do the old hey, we're not throwing him out, and then they threw him out? That old fucking trick. Do they people still do that trick? Um, you know what I was thrilled about on my street? 
excuse me, taking a drink there. Somebody got their driveway repaved and nobody came by and wrote something on it. I fucking hate when people do that. You know what I mean? I feel like they should be hunted down and made to fucking fix the driveway or the sidewalk. You know, because it's never anything cool. For some reason, graffiti can be cool and can be like art. But someone who just writes in concrete, they just write their stupid name, you know? Or they write like who they're in love with forever and they write it in concrete and then like a week later they fucking break up because they're only in the seventh grade. Um, I actually had anxiety because the driveway was so beautiful. It's like, look at that. It's perfect. There's not one crack in it. No tree roots have pushed it up. Oh, look how smooth that is. This is what happens when you get old. You get into that shit like, oh man, look at that guy's driveway. Like, I don't want to go through the headache of getting a new driveway or the expense. But I am so envious when the job is complete. I'm just thinking to myself, that guy or that lady toughed it out, you know, with all those trucks fucking digging it up and hauling it away. And I thought you were going to pour it today. Oh, you can't. It's going to fucking rain. Dealing with all that bullshit. Then it's fucking over. And then you're looking at it going, oh, man, that's nice. That's a nice fucking smooth slab of concrete. Um, all right, let's do some reads here, shall we? All right, oh, look who it is. Look who it is. It's not Jesus. He hasn't come back to wash your feet and then yell at you because his dad made you the imperfect person that you are and he takes no responsibility for it. It's not him. Now, when I say him, God is, the H is capitalized, right? Jesus always gets the lowercase. You know, he hit the glass ceiling, right? His dad never dies. He's never going to get that fucking corner office. All right, Zip Recruiter. Zip! Oh, in honor of Good Friday, which has to be coming up soon, right? Let's do, we're going to do a little white church singing here. Zip Recruiter. If you were to start a new business, what would it be? If I would start a new business, I would start a fucking security camera business that catches these punks writing on old guys' new fresh slab of concrete in their driveway. I wouldn't have a lot of cases. I'd be that lonely PE with that metal fan that can cut your fucking fingers off sitting on my desk with a matchstick lighter like Humphrey Bogart and the Maltese Falcon, I'd just be sitting there. But when the case came in, you'd know you could depend on me. All right, examples. Taco truck business. That seems like a fun job, but those guys work their fucking asses off. And I'm also thinking the amount of drunks they have to deal with, you know? Here's to you, taco truck driver. Uh, A bouncy castle, backyard parties and business. Ah, God, those snot-nosed kids fucking sloppering all over the things, you know? You know there's going to be that one kid who's like twice the size for his fucking age, either because his kids are, you know, his parents are overfeeding him, or they're just like that giant couple. You ever just see a giant couple, like the woman's like 6'2", and the guy's like (laughs) 6'7"? And they come in with their fucking giant kid. Kids walking in looking like a baby giraffe, fucking man torso, just slamming into kids. Hey, he's too big. He's only four. 
<laughs> okay, I thought he was 15. Um, all right. Let's see. An animal rescue shelter. Um, that's a good one. Some kind of charity. Some kind of charity. Shit. Selling handmade wood products. Wow, we kind of ran out of businesses here, didn't we? You mean knickknacks? Whether you're starting a new business or growing one, uh, shout out to you people fucking dealing weed, if you want it to be successful, you need the most talented people on your team. That's where Zip comes in. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Sorry. Why should you let Zip help you hire for your business? Why should you do that? I'll tell you why. Relax. It's not a rhetorical question. No. Is it a rhetorical? It is a rhetorical question. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds highly qualified candidates for a wide range of roles. You got your eye on one or two people who'd be perfect for your job? Don't worry. Zip. Let's you send them a personal invite. Hey, big boy, how would you like to type some letters for me? So they're more likely to apply. ZipRecruiter offers, also offers attention-grabbing labels that speak to job flexibility, like remote, training provided, urgent, free pistol, no, I'm sorry, and more to really help your job stand out. Um, let's zip that. Fill all the, your roles with the right candidates. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You don't have time is money. If I learned anything from those P. Diddy videos back in the day, money never sleeps, you what, rise and grind 24 7, 365, fucking keep going, can't stop, won't stop, right? Sorry, my throat is fucking dry. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Four to five, you get a candidate within the first day. You need to get a candidate within the first day. You know something? Remember that P. Diddy show we had back in the day where we made those potential uh, making the band? You know? You know why he doesn't do that show anymore? Because he's got fucking Zip Recruiter. He can put a band together in one day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive website address to try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P-R-E-C-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. I didn't do it good. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Oh, that was a good one. That's a keeper. Oh, spell out Burr. Sorry. B-U-R-R. All right. Game time. You know, buying tickets to your favorite event events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Game time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. That's for organized people. You have ADD. This is the ticket place for you. Game time. Has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive. What do you mean? I didn't forget your birthday. I got fucking tickets to Faster Pussycat. Oh, my God. I think I'll blow you. 
Um, get exclusive. That really happened. That's an actual example of someone who used game time. It isn't. I made it up, but whatever. I'm selling it here, people. I'm being a professional. Um, get exclusive flash deals on tickets or football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, curling. No. And more. Um, the game tab. Guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, that's pretty fucking specific, game tab will credit you 110% of the difference. They're not just going to give you your money back. They're going to give you a little vig. Like you're a bookie all of a sudden. You know what that's called, people? That's called confidence. The kind of confidence you get at game time. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Well, they should put some fat fuck with a big head in front of you is what they should do. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Speaking of which, did you see that chick at the Oscars wearing that fucking cotton candy around her head? Can you imagine you finally get to the Oscars and then you sit behind that? You're like, oh, my God. I can't say anything. (laughs) I'm going to get suspended like Will Smith. Did you have a good time at the Oscars? Uh, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, if the person in front of me wasn't dressed like they were going to the Kentucky Derby, I probably could have seen something. Snag the tickets without the stress, stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code BURR, B-U-R-R, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BURR, B-U-R-R, for $20 off. Download GameTime. Today, Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, game time is all one word. G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E. All right. And with that, people, I believe it's time to go into the reads for the week. Um, oh, and here they are. This is already This is already interesting to me. Faroe Islands. Um it sounds like a place where they would they would have like a uh, some sort of mystery. It sounds like there would be like a horror genre movie there, or a place where the Discovery Channel back in the day when they gave a fuck about nature, before it was just you know people building shit. Hi, my name's fucking crazy fucking Johnson, and I'm into Winnebago's. We're here to customize your fucking Winnebago. You know. It's like they had Fast and Loud, and they just did 50 shows just like it. I miss that show. I love that show. Um, Faroe Islands. Hey, Bob the Bill Burr. Oh, instead of the Builder. Bob the Bill Burr. Um, Can he fix it? I'm sorry in advance if I fuck up my writing. English is one of my five languages. Oh, Jesus. I like it. You speak five languages, you're allowed to talk a little shit. I mean, I can barely speak this one. I just said languages. Um, I'm a Faroese. Hey, you watch how you throw that word, fucking word around, buddy. I'm a Faroese, 26-year-old male who's an electrician, served in the Danish army and going to the Danish Navy to be an electrician there later this year. All right, you're in the Danish army and you're going to the... I was so blown away. Like, how the fuck does this guy know English as well? It's amazing, considering I'm struggling so much with my mon français. Um, you know what's funny? 
to my pussy means you push me. You push me. <laughs> my pussy, that means you, me, push, something like that. I don't know. That one's easy to remember. Um, all right, I probably fucked that up too. Uh, I'm Faroese, 26-year-old male who's an electrician, served in the Danish army and going to the Danish Navy to be an electrician there later this year. I have a princess daughter who's four years old. Oh, that's nice. Look at you, young dad, man. She's going to see a lot of your life. That's great. Well, me, okay. Um, who's four years old with an ex-girlfriend. All right, that's a little rough. Okay, I get it. You're, you're, you know. Oh, my God. Speaking of tall couples, the fucking Danes. How many meters is this kid already? <laughs> I know meters is not how you say it, but whatever. All right. And being in the uh, the Navy will mean I will be two months at sea and two months at home with pay where I can enjoy every moment with my lovely daughter. Anyway, anyways, to the question. Um, I was listening to your MMP. That must be fun to be in the Danish Navy. Nobody's coming at you, right? When was the last time a Danish ship got fucking sunk? World War II? Going out to sea. As long as you're not on a submarine, man. I wouldn't get claustrophobic. I would just be like, guys, it fucking stinks in here. <laughs> um, anyway, where am I? I was listening to your MMP back in 2011, which I can't believe was 12 years ago. Jesus Christ. And you mentioned that Faroe Islands, a Danish-owned country, is one of the countries you wanted to visit or have a stand-up show in. I can assure you, you are well-known here. Get the fuck out of here. As us Faroe East people don't have much to do here other than listening to idiot Americans <laughs> being triggered by dumb shit. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, it is pretty embarrassing. I think it's kind of over. You know what I like, too, is now the people that were trying to cancel everybody are acting like nobody got canceled. It's like classic abusive behavior. They do it, and then when you call them on it, you know, when the, the other shoe drops, they're like, what? That never happened. Yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like class, it's like your parents. You fucking did this to me. Well, oh, I never did that. Um, as I said, you are very well known here, also in Denmark. I, 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 nice. I've been to Denmark a number of times. Um, I told a cab driver there to go fuck himself too. Fucking passive aggressive little fucking pussy he was. Well, he's actually a foot taller than me, but still. Remember when he pulled over, he said something. He goes, because you Americans are so stupid. Oh, I went off on him. I remember Nia dragging me out of the cab. You know, not like I was going to fight the guy. I just was just unloading on him. Oh, yeah, you're so smart. You drive a cab, you fucking giant cunt. Come on, Bill, let's go. We're in another country. No, fuck him. What kind of a dick would do? Like if some Danish guy came over here, even if I had some feeling about Denmark, I would never do that because then I would be like, every time somebody brings up America, he's going to talk about me being an asshole and how all Americans stink. I don't do that with Denmark. Just that fucking cab driver. Um, anyway, we love staying up here and especially the yelling slash being annoyed slash complaining kind. So you won't have trouble selling seats. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, I will happily give you a tour in the islands. Hey, slow your roll here, buddy. I don't even know who the fuck. How do I know you're not that cab driver from all those years ago when you're going to fucking feed me to the penguins? Um, I know you love motorcycles, and I, funny enough, own two Suzukis. Let's go riding in the mountains. Yeah, this guy's trying to murder me. Anyways, hope you read this and at the very least considering come back here. You know what? I got I to gotta remember where the Faroe Islands are. 
Um, am I going to get in trouble if I go there? Where there, uh, there must have been other people there before. It's going to be like when Beyonce goes to fucking Dubai. And they're like, how could you go there? Um, all right, hang on a second. Faroe Islands. Faroe Islands. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. This is oh, this is part of the uh, the Nordic. That's the last one everybody forgets, right? The Faroe Islands, like the the not the Nordic, the the Scandi- part of Scand Scandinavia is within the Nordic countries, and Scandinavia is Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and the Faroe Islands. I believe, I believe. I believe I can fly. Um, the Faroe Islands are simply pharaohs. Da, 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 da. Um, are a North American island group and an autonomous territory of the Kingdom of Denmark. It's fucking amazing. England didn't try to take that. They just stopped at Scotland and took all the potatoes in Ireland. I've all my life, I never knew that the fucking potato famine was a genocide. No idea. I just thought it was like the Dust Bowl and they couldn't grow fucking potatoes. Ah, American public schools. Uh, they are located 320 kilometers north-northwest of the United Kingdom and about halfway from Norway. The island is part of the Kingdom of Denmark along with the Democrat. Terrain is rugged, subpolar. Subpolar. Hey, fucking... Oh, it's actually southeast of Iceland. Terrain is rugged. I don't know, guys. Temperatures for such a northerly climate are moderate by the Gulf Stream. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. 12 degrees Celsius, 54 Fahrenheit, 5 degrees Celsius, 41. I like this. Civil twilight during the summer nights is very short and very short when you... Oh, the northerly latitude also results in perpetual civil twilight during the summer nights and very short winter days. Oh wow, yeah, that that'll fuck with you after a while. Um, this is not answering what I wanted to. All right, I was trying to impress you guys that I knew a little bit of geography and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. All right, we're just going to call that a loss because I'm not going to fucking type with one hand. I'm not going to try to type Scandinavia with one fucking hand. I couldn't do it with two, so you know, it's part of being 54. You give up on your dreams, you know your limits. All right, TSA security check. Um, hey, Bill, love your podcast. Thank you. I just went through TSA security in Detroit, and it made me think of you. I'm pregnant, so I opted out of the full-body scan machine. The TSA agent was very polite to me, but also tried to tell me that it was just a, son- a sonar machine. I declined. It was given a full pat-down and sent on my way. A sonar machine? The only sonar I know is drums. Played by the great Phil Rudd. Played by the great Steve Smith. Who else is a sonar artist? Oh, my fucking brain is going to mush. Um, the TSA agent was very polite to me, but also tried to tell... A sonar machine? Oh, you mean like uh, like trying to find whales, like a fish finder? Really? I've been trying to fact check that statement for the past 20 minutes and I found nothing. Anyway, all the best to you and your family. Well, good for you. Good for you. You know, that's, you know, I'm not saying all TSA people are, 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 are 
bad. But that person definitely should be selling used cars if that's what the fuck they're saying. What is a sonar machine? Oh, S-O-N-A-R. But it's said the same way, right? All right. Finding a couple of buddies. Um, all right. Finding a couple of buddies. Hey, old Billy ba- Bail Bags. Ball Bags, sorry. Isaac going here. Finding a couple of buddies. Hey, old Billy Ball Bags. I'm 40 years old, happily married, have a good career, play tennis regularly. Look at you. Look at you, you fucking snooty cunt. You posh cunt, as they say, over in England. You play tennis regularly. Oh, do you? You play in your Wimbledon whites? Huh? You fucking play in a grass surface, you fucking cozy cunt? Um, huh? What's your thread count on your sheets? Um, I own a home and two rental properties. Well, look at you. And live in a great neighborhood in North Carolina. Oh, bluegrass coat courts. Moved here about 20 years ago from New York. Oh, this guy was ahead of the fucking curve. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the house that you bought. If you had New York money and then moved to North Carolina 20 years ago, surprised it didn't immediately make you the mayor. Um, I've been disabled since birth. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? There's always a fucking left turn. What do you mean you're disabled? And use a wheelchair. Fuck. Generally, I'm crushing it out there. Yes, you are. And life is good. Wait a minute. You're in a wheelchair and you're playing tennis? What? You play tennis regularly. Do you play against another guy in a wheelchair? Or do you go one of those old people fucking uh, carts that zip around like 20 miles an hour? You bet your baseline game must be incredible. Uh, one thing seems to be missing. Finding a couple of close buddies. Wait a minute, you're playing tennis? Who are you playing with? He said, I, I didn't have much to do. I didn't have too much difficulty making friends as a kid or have too much difficulty, wait, or in college in New York. I do have a couple of guys that I hang out with once in a rare while, but have had few consistent friends since college. I mean, I was so fucking psyched for this guy. Now, okay, all right, we, we got to help this person here. I do think being in a wheelchair has limited opportunities to some extent, but I know that it's not the whole story. People have careers, families, and are busy, but also get set aside, but also can set aside guy time too. What's a guy got to do around here to find some dudes to hang out with? Thanks and go fuck yourself. Oh, I see what happened. This is what happened. Oh, you're happily married. I thought you were the person that stayed single. If you stay single in your 40s, by then, everybody's pretty much, you know, locked down and then living a life and you just don't have... Look Look at me. I mean, look how great the Bruins are playing. I, I don't even have time to fucking do that. Forget about go down the street, you know, get my ass kicked by some guy in a fucking, you know, 30-mile-an-hour wheelchair, whatever you're doing. Are you hustling these people when you're playing fucking tennis? Is that what it is? You took all their money and they're like, you know what? Fuck that guy. Um, What's a guy got to do? Well, I mean... First of all, you're playing tennis in North Carolina. I would think that's a very small portion of the population. And I am going to get stereotypical here. Um, Stock cars isn't what it used to be. Um, That's a tough one. You're also married. 
You got a good career, home. You got two rental properties. You got any kids? Is it because you don't have kids? You know what I would do? I would fucking... I, I would cast a wide net. I would literally look at you know, how to meet people, you know, things to do for 40-year-olds. Start there, knowing that you're not going to do 99% of that. Just to kind of give you like a direction to point, you know, your chair in. <laughs> Sorry. I got to go with the material you give me, buddy. Um, hmm. If I was 40, I wish I was 40, and I moved to a new area and I didn't have any friends, uh, usually the local bar. Um, hey, you want to meet a bar fly? I would expand. Do you have any other hobbies? Tennis, that's a rough one. I feel like tennis peaked like 40 years ago. When everyone was into Jimmy Connors and McEnroe and Bjorn Borg, I just feel like, you know, there's probably more women playing tennis because I feel like the, the, well, you went into Pete Sampras and then there was that other guy and then there's that other guy, Nadal, right? Uh, you know. Ah, dude, you got me here. What the? F- you know what? I'm going to do your fucking homework for you. North Carolina. Here we go. I'm going to do this with one fucking hand here. Things. Wait. How? Casting a wide net. How to meet people in North Carolina in there. 40s, no clan members, please. All right, date my age, meet travel mates, 10 best dating, dating, meet new friends, over 40 groups, Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital. Here we go. Join meet up. Let's see here. Triangle, 30s, 40s, 50s, social fun group, Chapel Hill, Durham, fun with friends, women who laugh, over 40. L-A-F-F. I wonder what that stands for. Uh, classy ladies, mid-40s, 50s. Like, you're not trying to fuck around here. Urban, 40s, 50s, 60s. LGBTQ. Carolina aging. Triangle. <laughs> There's a bunch of people my age. Living life large. Singles. Six singles at seven. Ladies brunch. All right, so this fucking website stinks. All right, all right, okay, hang on a second, hang on. How to make friends and meet people as an adult. Make friends through volunteer work. There's an ambulance, an ambulance? There's an abundance. I said there's an ambulance. There's an abundance of volunteer opportunities anywhere you live in North Carolina. Volunteering, there you go. There you go. I gave you a lead. Try volunteering. It's, it's a good thing to do. It makes you feel good. And then you can meet other nice people that actually give a shit about other people unless they're running a corrupt um, charity, which it does happen. All right, etiquette. Oh, I forgot to mention, you know, I just watched Jimmy Kimmel's uh, monologue on the Oscars. I thought it was fucking great. The tone of it was perfect. You know, he was funny, a little self-deprecation. He's poking fun at people, but he's not going too hard. 
No one jumped up on the stage. I think it was all right. <laughs> um, etiquette. Um, hey, old groundskeeper Billy. Uh, I went to a Halifax Mooseheads hockey game. That sounds fun. On the weekend and had an absolute the absolute privilege to sit behind one of the opposing team's players' parents, number 25 to be exact. After the Moosehead jumped up to a 5-1 lead in the first, things started getting a little chippy. For some pretext, the Mooseheads play in the QMJHL, which has teams in some very small towns and cities. Halifax has one of the largest cities in the league, also one of the largest and boisterous fan bases. The players' age uh, ranges from 16 to 20. So the NHL, this is like hoop dreams, but the NHL. Uh, that being said, Halifax was playing a team from a city of about 20,000 people. So for some of these younger players from smaller towns, this is their first time playing in front of larger crowds. There was just under 9,000 people at the game. That's pretty impressive. And they all decided that they hated number 25, whose parents I was sitting, befi- sitting behind. He had slew-footed one of our players. Well, that'll do it took some dumb penalties, and was taking all kinds of shit on the Jumbotron. Still being down 5-1, to one, by the way. Um, he was trying to draw players into fights and taking penalties. He's the guy who stirs it up. As the booze rained down on him every time he touched the puck, his mother would cheer as loud as she could. <laughs> That's a great mom. So my section would boo louder than any other section to drown out her cheering. I'll give this lady some credit. She was able to withstand the barrage of your son's a bum. Wow. Heckles for two periods until she got up with five, five minutes into the third period. See that? See that, Michael Moore? With your fucking fairy dust that you sprinkle over Canada like they're all these fucking nice people? They're animals. Fucking animals. Having said that, I wish I saw that. I wish I was at that game. Anyway. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said that because the next sentence says she got up with tears in her eyes and walked up the stairs to a round of sarcastic applause from my section. Wow. Alcohol, everybody. Uh, takes a lot of courage to cheer for your son in a losing game after he became the punching bag for the entire crowd. The dad just sat in his seat and enjoyed the game, almost embracing the booing. Now, you know what? He's got really well-balanced parents. You know, good for that number 25. Uh, just wanted to, I, and that minus the slew foot. Just wanted to get your thoughts on this. We were, were we too hard on the mom, or is that what you get when you cheer for the away team? No, that's what you get if your kid's out there slew footing people. I mean, it. You know, she needs to toughen up a little bit, but not too much because I bet she's a great mom. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you, man. That's a hell of a mom. You know. Anyway, come back to Halifax soon, Bill. Been ten years since you came up here with Verzi. Has it really? Anyway, go fuck yourself, you red cunt. Um, well, thank you. Wait a second. Did I just say I was going up to Halifax? I am. Just as you requested, August 13th, I'll be up there. And I will not be slew-footing anybody. <laughs> um, I have a feeling there's a number of, uh, there's a number of people right now looking up slew-foot. Um, anyway, it's just basically, you kind of skate up beside a guy you get yourself parallel with them you stick your leg behind his legs and then you put the elbow slash arm in the chest and you just kind of go you just trip him you basically trip him backwards you know you can really hurt somebody doing it it's a fucking dirtbag move 
And uh, if you do it in the opposing arena, people are going to get booed. If you do it in the hometown arena, they're going to be like, that wasn't a penalty. And that's how it works. Um, All right. That is the podcast, everybody. Uh, Old Billy fucking is, is working out. He's got his freckled ass back in shape. I could go on tour, get on stage now, and I would look all right. And uh, but I plan on keep. I'm not stopping, man. I'm fucking going until I'm shredded, like I was way back in the day. Oh, Billy, fucking! Ab- I have not had. I told you last time I had abs. I had abs right up until I was about 27, 28 years old, and uh, somebody introduced me to chili cheese fries, and I ate them. And the next day, my belly was dist- distended, and it never came back. That was the last fucking time I remember where I was, and I could never get it to come come back so um i'm working on that i had a good four big macs sitting on my stomach for a long fucking time and i'm down to the last one the hardest one you know i got the little cunt belly the little you know the the the, if if the top if you're counting your abs starting from the top left one two three four five it's five and six of the motherfucker more so than seven and eight you know the pubiscus ab- abdicators. What, ab- 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 what does abs even stand for? Abductus is recordus. Is whatever the fuck you call them. Um, those are the hard ones. Abs seven and eight. You know, one and two, impressive. Three and four, hey, look at you. Eyebrows up. You get, if you get, if you can get seven and eight, no, six, no, five and six. If you can get five and six, you, you have seven and eight. That's just how that works. Um, Do I sound crazy? Good, because I am. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. Come on, where the fuck's the button?